Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Women are not hard work. We are your friends. And with awareness, we come together. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We've never done this before in a show, so we like to mix it up, Jane. Try something new. So today, we are talking to men. Now, we know that probably most of our listenership is women. So what does that mean for you women? It means that this is the episode you can finally take to the man in your life and say, I've been telling you about Rebecca and Jane for ages. Will you please sit still for 30 minutes? I'll bargain with you if you'll just do this for me because Rebecca and Jane have some things to tell you that's going to help me to feel happy in our relationship which means your life is going to get incrementally better. Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) So Jane and I are going to talk as if we're talking to men in this episode. Of course, there's so much stuff in here that everyone who's listening, is you're going to mine lots of information from this. This is like classic Mars Venus stuff, but this is really for 2016, and it's really through a Jane and Rebecca filter. So... We're going to be covering off on a lot of topics about what women want to assist men to really understand why she's being a nag, why she's being a pain in the ass, a thorn in your side, why she won't let up on you, why certain things are constant bones of contention and you just have no idea why it means so much to her and she keeps going on about it when clearly it doesn't matter or it's not important. Right, guys? Right? Okay, well, we're going to explain to you why she is wired primarily and psychologically to need these needs met and the best way that you can meet them so that she's fulfilled the job's done and you can get on with what having sex i suppose or watching sport maybe (laughs) having fun having a peaceful happy life drinking beer whatever it is you choose to do but so that you can have a deeper connection one that brings fulfillment and happiness to both of you because happiness is all we ever want in life anybody Regardless of gender, regardless of anything at all, it's what we want. So this is the podcast to help you to get more happiness in your life. Beautiful. So we've got lots of dot points we're going to bash through. I'm going to let Jane start it off. And just so you know from the get-go, she has an online course to assist with everything that we're going to be covering today as well. So if you want this... And a whole heap of other stuff. A lot of references and things. Jane, is it eight weeks? Is that how long? Eight weeks online course for men only. If, If you want eight modules worth of what we're just going to cover off in 30 minutes today come to our website, but I'll give you the details at the end. But this is a taster of what that course contains. But this is a half-hour show. It's like a, a little tablespoon or a teaspoon. Yeah, look, there's tips in here. There's there's particularly a couple that if you just implement one of them, I will guarantee that your relationship will increase in happiness and connection instantly. Instantly. That is now, a, how's that for a big statement? Big marketing claim, Jane. It is. Let's big, meet it. I'm going to give it second. The first thing I want to do is I actually want to give women and men some understanding of the difference of how the brains work. Because I found when I learned this, it changed my relationship with my husband instantly. I start this with men, when they are focused and doing something, they are doing one thing at a time, usually very well. And it is something to be admired that when a man says he's mowing the lawn, he is mowing the lawn with 100% presence, conscious of what he is doing, and he's doing a damn good job. 
Whereas if I was mowing the lawn, I'd be thinking about 16 other things at the same time and probably taking a few shortcuts. So what happens with men's mind is that if you think of it, I saw this analogy on a TED talk and I'm so sorry, I can't credit the person who shared this information. However, kudos and thank you to this person. A man's mind has lots of different drawers. It's got the mowing the lawn drawers, watching TV drawers, talking to the wife, looking after the children, going to work, talking to the boss, talking with a client. Having sex. Having sex. Oh, yeah, there's the big draw for that. (laughs) (laughs) So when they're doing something, out comes that draw. When you as a woman say to a man, what are you doing? They're saying, I'm watching TV. We actually generically don't believe them. We think, yeah, we can see you're watching TV, but what are you thinking? What are you doing? Well, I'm thinking about the TV show that I'm watching. And we get frustrated at the simple answers that they give us because we feel like they're hiding things, that they're being secretive, that they're not sharing. The reality is, ladies, that is what they are doing. They've got one drawer out. Now, if you want to have a conversation with them, you say, well, would you mind not watching TV for a moment so that we can just have a chat about something? It'll only take five minutes of your time. In goes that drawer and out comes the, I'm having a conversation with my partner drawer. Now, men, what you need to understand with women is that women are the absolute queens of multitasking. It is effortless and easy. It's tribal. It's instinctive. It's nothing that we learn. It's what we are. So if we're watching TV and we decide to get up and go to the bathroom, we might think, okay, well, as we do that, we pick up the dishes because we're walking past the kitchen and we get to the kitchen and we pick up a couple of tea towels because we're walking past the laundry and we chuck the tea towels in the laundry. We go to the toilet and as we come back, we put the kettle on and we make you a cup of tea and we get a cup of tea for ourselves and we sit down and there we are. But and the whole time we went to the toilet. The whole time we're problem solving what to do at work tomorrow with Nancy at two o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's how women's brains work. And can I just say at this juncture, this is real science. There are fascinating um, slides and diagrams and charts that you can look at with the different ways that the lobes and the cortexes of masculine and feminine brains have developed since caveman days, as we know, to do with evolutionary reasons, to do with hunting and gathering, to do with women being more emotionally connected with tribes, with communities, with children, with neighbours, with being able to light up more emotional areas, men having smaller you know, communication language areas. It's real stuff. This is science. Our brains are not only the two things that are actually different. We have different senses of smell. We have different vision. Our skin is thicker or thinner. It's like our whole bodies are incredibly different from the top down to the bottom. So there really is a Mars-Venus thing going on where, yes, we're all human beings, but men and women genuinely, physiologically, chemically are wired to be slightly different specimens. So we need to understand that and not fight nature. The beautiful take-home from this is that when men understand that women are incredibly capable of multitasking, applaud them for it. Celebrate that. Women, when you recognize that your man in your life or the men in your life, when you know that they are very single-mindedly focusing on something, celebrate that. They will do things to perhaps potentially to a higher standard, a higher level through their clarity of focus 
than perhaps we would. Now, it doesn't mean we can't do that. We can, but men will do it the majority of the time. So celebrate that and recognize that when he's doing what he's doing, that's what he's doing. And that drawer needs to get put away before you try and open another drawer. To expect him to do something other than what he's giving his full now moment present conscious attention to is to... Is not, expecting him to do something he's incapable it's of. To, it's to not respect the natural order of things. It's, 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 we want, you know. Yeah, this is not a put down about men at all. This is, this is a difference of the way the minds work. And therefore, when he sits at the, ta- at the television and he decides to go to the toilet, you need to let go of the fact that he's not thought of picking up the dishes and dropping those at the kitchen, picking up the tea towels, dropping those at the laundry, going to the toilet, coming back, putting the kettle on and making a cup of tea before sitting down at the TV. You, you know, by letting go of that, you let go of some of your antagonistic feelings towards what you're capable of versus what he's capable of in this given situation. If the small things are triggering you, like I had a, a lady on the phone the other day and she said the thing about my husband that drives me crazy, she said he's so selfish. And this is classic shadow work. Why? Because she doesn't know how to give the time to herself. Men are actually naturally quite good at putting themselves first in, in a really self-worth, healthy way, which many, many, many women haven't yet mastered because of us people Actually, pleasing it's sickness. interesting you say that, but Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. about, I haven't watched him for years, but about 10 years ago, had a study of uh, a more recent study that actually had men put themselves third. They put family first and women put themselves first. That was some secret study that was done because I agree with what you're saying. But I'm just trying to figure out what that means though because... because I probably shouldn't have brought it up because that's probably off topic and going down a different... How how do women put themselves first when they run the household and get their husband and kids? That's right. Well, I was really surprised by this study. Very surprised because I don't see the evidence of it playing out with my clients. Might need more information on that one. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. I'll research that for another time. (laughs) All right, Jane, what's your next point? Okay, look, now here is the one thing that will instantly change... Your relationship, if you do this for your partner or, for this matter, for anybody in your life, it's being 100% present. Now, what does that look like? Let's say you and your partner are going for a walk down the beach and she observes the sunset and says, wow, what a beautiful sunset. And you kind of look at it and glance and and kind of grunt. Mm. When she said that, she has called you to action. When anybody makes a statement, they are calling you to action. It doesn't even have to be a question. She didn't say, isn't it a lovely sunset? She said, look at that sunset. It's beautiful. It's a statement. It's still asking you to engage with her and comment. So by being 100% present means that you would then look at the sunset. You would pull out your drawer from your head that says, I am now not thinking about the nature that's, or I'm not thinking about work tomorrow, or I'm not thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. I'm actually thinking about the sunset and having a conversation with my partner. So you then react. You don't have to agree. You might think it's a horrible sunset. It doesn't matter, but you need to respond. So every time that somebody speaks to you, that a woman particularly, your partner, speaks to you and you ignore her because you've got a different draw out in your brain. She is feeling rejected, 
she's feeling unworthy, not validated, not required in your life, not important. She's feeling resentful. And I'm telling you that this has happened to the girl species from the day they were born. So by the time they get to adulthood and they are in any sort of relationship with a man, they that is a very fast trigger. It's been there for decades. And when you choose to ignore her, she will go from quite happy saying, look at that lovely sunset, to full-blown rage and exploding at you like you've not seen since the last time you chose to ignore her. So that is where the basis of a lot of deep hostility and fiery behavior from women comes from in everyday life. So there's a couple of researchers whose names I can't pull up either who have done 10 years of research on this. They have studied thousands of couples and they can now predict within 2% accuracy, like as in they can say, according to their research, they can predict which couples will stay together and which couples won't. And it all comes down to one single thing that they observe when they put the couples under observation. And it's what Jane just said. It's the call to action. So once again, take the sunset scenario. If she says, oh, honey, look at that sunset, moon, whatever thing out the window. And he's got like about three different ways he can respond. He can either do what Jane said, which is yes. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. Or, oh, I think differently, but I'm still responding. He can look at his phone or look out the other window and go, oh yeah, great, isn't it? Or he can just completely, grunt completely block or her not out. reply. Yeah. So obviously the couples who have the grunt and not reply and the kind of the half-assed kind of a response where they're not really coming on board with you, guess what? Newsflash. Those are the couples who don't make it. It's the couples who come into alignment with similarly focused um, or similar focus, should I say, that seem to have the glue that makes them care enough about each other's thoughts and wants and concerns and communicative exchanges. Now, we're not saying every single thing she says needs to be your business because she's a separate human being from you and we have independent lives. But we are saying if it's something that means something to her, if you're not joining in, why? Why? How much does this matter to you that the person you care about most in your life cares about something if there can't be a mutual joining in on that, you've got to be asking yourself, do you really want to be here at all? Correct. And that is exactly what she is thinking. So even if you're thinking, no, I'm just tired and I can't be bothered answering and I really just want to watch this TV show. Well, that leads me to another thing of what women want. Men who can articulate their emotions. So you need to say, do you mind if we just sit in silence for the next hour? I really want to watch this show or I'm really tired. And as much as I enjoy talking to you, I just don't have any time to chat right now. I need to just do nothing. She's Articulate n- She's not a mind reader and she's not a male. Your male friends will know that if you go silent, that they'll leave you alone because that's bro code. They understand. She's going to be like, he's gone silent. We need to talk about this immediately. Because when women go silent, the first thing we say is, what's the matter? I'm here from you. Talk it out. Talk, sit with me. Tell us all about it. And we feel unloved if the woman doesn't say that to us. She's trying to love you harder, the more quiet you go. And when you ignore a woman, when you do not turn up 100% present, and she goes into one of two things, if you get the rage, she's going into fight or flight. She's actually gone into fear which actually follows right on from last week's podcast. So what happens in the moment that she is ignored is that she goes into fear and she goes into, therefore, fight or flight mode. 
and her body is flooded with hormones and chemicals that make her either fight with you furiously for survival or uh, fight, that's fight, or flight, and her flight will be one of two things. She storms off and removes herself from your premise, from your arena, from your presence, or you now have the silent treatment. And you'll get, what's wrong? And you'll say, what's wrong? Nothing, 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 nothing. She's withdrawn from you. So this is, I think, starting to explain some of those traditional ways that women have behaved for a lot of years that we've all either participated in or witnessed, and no doubt you men have been on the receiving end of. So hopefully this is starting to help you gain some clarity about what is the trigger, how did it come about, and now you've got a very simple tool to be able to change that dynamic instantly, and it's so simple. Just be present. If you can't be present, express your emotions. Set it up so that they're not the mind reader, so that they are feeling safe, so that they are feeling secure, so that they're not feeling rejected, so they are feeling validated, they are feeling worthy. But all you have to do is say what your needs are in that moment. Blokes, never assume that she just gets it. Because remember, you're operating in man code, in man brain. Your mates get it. That's the way you guys operate. And you don't even need to verbalise it. You will know how it works. It's totally flip side for the way women work. So even though it might seem inane or useless or dumb or purposeless to have to notify her what you're up to, try and do it more. So for example, okay, I'm, I've got a big like thing to work on in the shed, so I'll be out there for four hours this afternoon just so you know. Or I can't, I'm really busy at work this morning, so I won't be taking your calls till after lunch. Or, like, it's just something like that. I've had a really long day at the office. I just want to sit on the couch and not think for two hours. Thank you for understanding. Perfect. That's it. It, That's it. And she'll be like, oh, that's fine. I'll go and get a manicure. I'll go and ring Jenny. I'll go and walk the dog. And then I'll come back later and we can have cuddles or something like that. Beautiful. And she's not going to be crawling all over you being all needy and annoying because she's desperately feeling like you're withdrawing from her and she's wondering why the hell you're doing it and what's wrong with her and what she's done wrong and why she's the, supposed to be the woman in your life and if she can't help you, no one can and da 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 da, da, da welcome to women's brains. I'm going to do a really, I believe, quite accurate percentage here of clients that come to me, of men that come to me and women, actually, I'm going to do it together. The number one reason why I have separated or divorced people come to me, when I ask them, why did your relationship end, your marriage end, I'm going to go, it's in the high 80% where the woman left the man and the reason being was that she didn't feel they had an emotional connection. And so this leads into men who can articulate their emotions clearly with good clarity, knowing of self, are very, very in-demand men on this planet. So it is important that you find a way to express your emotions. If you're not sharing your emotions, if you're not having that connection with women, then that is a warning sign too that your relationship is likely to have some big challenges coming up. Now, I get that for men, I want women to understand this too. When women sit down and say, we've got to talk, 
for men, that is like a, a red hot poker stick going right up their bottom, right up their backside, and they are on heightened alert. They are terrified of what's going to happen next because women are emotional. Women articulate their emotions well. We are usually very good with words. We, we can dance emotionally rings around men and we play very good passive aggressive games with men. So women stop playing games. Now the reason women do this is that they're trying to give you a call to action They've been ignored from the other calls to action of look at that lovely sunset, that now they're trying to give you a wake-up call and they're doing it in a really dramatic way because they are screaming to be connected and they are feeling anything but. So that is the motivation of why women will get into drama and get into we need to talk and it always ends in a fight. Women, what I need you to understand when you use those words to men of we need to talk, it puts pure fear into them. What happens with fear, as I just said, they are in two modes. They're either going to go into fight or flight. So they're going to go into defense. They're going to fight with you on whatever it is that's coming up. And the second thing they're going to do then is they're going to withdraw from you and leave. Now, whether that's leave permanently or whether it's leave temporarily or leave the room or leave the house, turn leave the, your space. Turn their back to you. Whatever. You are going to get rejected. You are going to get not validated. You are going to get all those negative, horrible things that you thought you were going to fix by having this conversation. You're actually going to get because he's gone into fight or flight mode. So when you sit down, what you need to do is change your words. Not we need to talk, but try this. I would like to share with you something that I'm feeling. I don't want you to be alarmed. I want you to relax. I just want to share with you. There's nothing for you to fix. However, I feel it's something important I want to share with you. Is now an okay time to have a chat? And as soon as he hears the words, I don't have to fix it, he relaxes and he listens. And men are good listeners if you set it up for them to be pulling their I'm listening draw out of their brain. He's in, con in control because he can choose when that conversation is going to take place as well. You, yeah, you've exactly. given him that option. So he, exactly. He says, not today, it's honey. respectful. But we'll do it on Saturday night after our dinner date. Yeah, exactly. But not only that, men are fixers. They are problem solvers. That's, they're hardwired for this. Some are better at it than others, but they still have a tribal reaction that when they're told a problem, they automatically go into, how can I fix that? You know, the toilet, the, the drain's blocked. Um, the, the lawnmower needs fixing. They're going into, how can I fix that? Now, that's right, I need to go and get that part. Now, I could do that on Saturday. That's how their brains are wired. They pull out the, I've got to fix the lawnmower drawer, so out it comes. And they're plotting how they're going to achieve that. They're in alpha energy of creating, making things happen. And that includes fixing. So when you say, we need to talk, they've gone instantly. We've got a problem. I've got to go into fix-it mode. Oh, my God, I'm not very good at this. She always does this to me, and I never managed to fix it. And, and I'm now scared. So now I'm scared. I'm now in fear. And there we are, fight or flight. So you change your words. And men, if... It's if, if you're listening to this and a woman hasn't given this to you, your partner, then your partner likely doesn't, hasn't heard 
or you maybe need to give this podcast to her to listen to. So she changes her words. But if a woman sits down and says, we need to talk, instantly say, is it something I need to fix or do you want me to just listen? Very powerful words. And that's going to set up which energy you're going to be in, which drawing your brain you're going to pull out. And you're going to focus on that. And you're going to be able to give great clarity and support in whatever the conversation is taking place because you know what the outcome is expected. Hmm. It's just genius, really, this stuff, isn't it? It is. Honestly, these are all tools that I've used in my own relationship. And and in fact, my poor husband, that was a call to action. If you ignore that, don't you know our marriage is in trouble? I've got the statistics to prove it. Oh, my God. Poor Simon, my long-suffering partner. It's so simple, but the powerful ripple effect of it's just so powerful. I love it. You know, from a really basic masculine, feminine, alpha, beta, sun, moon, whatever you want to call it, perspective, it's also just understanding that there's only about two or three things that men need in a relationship in order for their love tank to be totally filled and for them to feel totally purposeful. And women have two or three things as well, and they're quite different. And we know that John Gray and a lot of educators have paved the way in really trying to hit these points home, but they belong in this episode. Men, you know, there's it's no accident that our mythology and our, you know, our legends are about heroes and knights and kings and warriors and all of those male archetypes, which are the hero. It's the hero. What does a man need to feel when he's with a woman? He wants to be the hero. He needs to feel valued, appreciated and respected in the way that a leader is. So men, it's very important that you are able to feel and take on a leadership role in your relationships. If you don't feel like you can lead, then there's a problem with the masculine and feminine balance of energy going on. Man up, as they would say, or it's very important that your masculinity has, has apertures to come out and be felt. From women's perspective, it's extremely important that the love language you use to fill his love tank is one of... I respect you so much because I really appreciated it when you, I have so much gratitude for the fact that you're my hero. You got to give him that kind of language. That's all he needs. He just wants you to say, I saw that you mowed that lawn and did such an amazing job. Thank you so much. Appreciation, appreciation, appreciation. He will, he will crawl over broken glass for you six times and back if you just say thank you and really mean it. And that's your call to action where you're really showing him in a really present way. You saw what he just did there for you. That wasn't just for you. That was for the family. That was for the community. That was for everything. That was that action that he just did, right? That's, that's him co- like contributing to the tribe, to the clan. Now, for women, it's unfortunately, unfortunately, blokes, it's thousands of small acts of kindness. Women are receptors. We are designed to be receivers. It it's, goes back to all this kind of almost vaginal symbolism and the, the holy chalice, the holy grail, which is a cup that needs to be filled up. Women need to be filled and how do you fill us up with thousands of small things? And it's, it's, you know, John Gray always talks about this. So I'm sorry if I'm belaboring points you heard back in the 80s, but it's like men think they do one big thing. Okay, I gave her a huge big anniversary dinner at the Crown Hotel and it was amazing. And that should, that should score me points for the next six months. No, nah. because the next morning 
if you put a tiny little note into her lunchbox or you picked one flower in the garden and left it somewhere or you just gave her a little back rub as she was walking out the door and say say something really beautiful to her, those points count just as much as the Crown Hotel points. They're all just one point. Beautiful. Right? The Crown Hotel is not 6,000 points and the, and the flower on the pillow is one point. They are both one point. So that's why there has to be lots of little things for women that keep them in the goddess worship. It's the adoration of the goddess. It's the adoring of the divine, of literally that image of the, the, the night kneeling at the the you know the feet of the lady who stands above him it's him sacrificing himself offering up giving devoting bringing the bacon to the table it's that giving of to fill up her divine eminent feminine energy cup and that's why you might think well I've been slaving away at my job all week long for you know 36 hours because I've been giving to her and on the one hand she knows that but she needs a multiverse of different love languages to feel given to. So you've got to think a little bit more creatively or outside the box. And yes, this you might want to call this romance, but you've got to think of different ways to make her feel that she's being provided, protected, given and supported to as well. Women are not hard work. We are your friends. With an awareness, we come together. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like more information, very, very in-depth information, men, come to Jane. <laughs> yes. If you go to my um, website, janedonovan.com.au, uh, I do have a men's only online course, uh, or of course, you can book in for one-on-one coaching. And until this time next week, Jane and I hope that you all have fun putting some of these new tips and techniques into practice in your relationships. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.